chapter 10, verse 31. Whether therefore you eat or drink, or whatsoever you do, do it all unto the glory of God. Who don't like that? Mic drop. Welcome to another edition of Faith, Family, Fantasy Football. I'm the Holy Handicapper, the host of this podcast. Week 6 went off without COVID glitches in spite of some scares Thursday and Friday. It is still wise for your league uh, or leagues to have some kind of plan because we will have postponements again this season. We still have uh, the second Monday night game to play yet. The first one, the first game that played today, I wonder how the West Coast felt about the 2 p.m. start of the Chiefs-Bills game and the 5 o'clock p.m. Eastern Daylight Time is not much better. The early Monday night game is an extremely odd starting time without any real explanation by the NFL. Did you implement any maintaining, correcting, rebuilding possibilities for your team this week? On two teams where I was struggling, one and four, and a real fortunate three and two, I made drastic trades. On a team where I had decent running back depth and no real number two wide receiver, but a couple number three wide receivers, I traded Christian McCaffrey and John Brown for Adam Thielen and George Kittle. Another leg where I had no number two running back, I traded Ezekiel Elliott and Mark Ingram for James Conner and Joe Mixon. I think these trades strengthened my teams and the teams I've traded with. I am not sure after this week if running back handcuffs is the way to maintain your team, or at least the best way to maintain your team. I have Alexander Madison in one of my leagues and Mike Davis in another league and will probably lose both games when I thought they were not they were can't-miss top seven starts at running back this week. This year, more than ever, handcuffs are, just, uh, are, are not just plug-in plays. I cut ties with Mark Ingram in two leagues trying to correct rosters, and I was holding uh, draft position loyalties to, over players that are producing in other teams. I am not yet done. Tell me what you did or what you are thinking of doing to maintain, correct, or rebuild your teams. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Holy Handicapper. That's Holy with an I, Handy with an I, Capper. Follow me. Let's have some real and some civil dialogue. Please keep it G-rated as we are a faith-based, family-friendly platform. Like my Facebook page and comment on posts or join my newly started Facebook group, Faith Family Fantasy Football. Listen, subscribe, and review our podcast wherever you listen to your podcast, Faith Family Fantasy Football. For those not involved in social media, you can call me and leave a message at 770-744-4075 or text me at that same number. My email is holyhandicapper at faithfamilyfantasyfootball.com. Our lineup for today is first our weekly lifeline, a word from God directly out of the Bible from Pastor Jeremy Morton, First Baptist Church, Woodstock, Woodstock, Georgia, a man who loves the Word of God, his family, and church, and has a passion to share God's Word and partner with the Holy Spirit in bringing as many people as he can to faith in Jesus Christ. Then we will talk about NFL key fantasy injuries and the holy handicapper maintain correct rebuild possibilities. In our lifeline today, Pastor Jeremy will be talking about the written word and the living word. I pray God blesses the reading and hearing of his word.
One of the things I try and always remember, and sometimes I even say this at the beginning of my sermons when I'm drawing our congregation's attention to the authority and the reliability of the Bible. This is what I'll say. Truth is a book. Truth is the Bible. The Bible is the written word. But then I'll also say truth is a person. Truth is the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus is the living word. Literally, this is what I'm saying because in Christian theology, both of these are completely true. The Bible is the Word of God, but also Jesus Christ is the Word of God. And yes, each of these, the Scripture and Jesus, shine God's glorious light on the other. Here's what I mean. Without the Bible, we can't have a true understanding of who Jesus is. The Bible is the book that teaches us about and fully points to the unfolding plan of God's salvation through His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. But in biblical theology, we take it a step further with this. Jesus is the personification of all that the Bible teaches. Or put another way, the truth of the Bible comes together and begins to make sense, if you will, when you see that Jesus is the one that the whole Bible is pointing us to. In other words, the Bible has many good characters. But the truth is, the Bible has only one true hero, and his name is Jesus. Jesus is the Word of God. No one in the Bible, no matter how good we think they are, could fully and completely live a righteous life. Only Jesus could do this. Only Jesus did do this. Jesus is the one righteous man, but through grace, he gives us his righteousness as a gift when we believe in him. Paul will say it like this, all of God's promises are yes and amen in Christ, 2 Corinthians 1.20. Proverbs 30 verse 4 also prophesies that there is one mysterious person who lived, and who can obey all of God's expectations. And the author of Proverbs 30 is wondering aloud with these words, Who has gone up to heaven and come down? Who has gathered the wind in his hands? Who has bound up the waters in a cloak? Who has established all the ends of the earth? What is his name? And what is the name of his son, if you know? Jesus will even draw this connection between himself and the Bible with his words to the two disciples on the road to Emmaus in Luke 24:44. For he told them, "These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled." Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. But maybe the clearest understanding of what we're getting at today comes in John 5, 38 through 40. Jesus is speaking to a group of Jews who are quite stirred up. They're angry at him because he had the nerve to tell them that he was the Son of God, the one the Bible points to. Specifically, Jesus condemns those in his audience who he claims love to read the Scripture but they fail to see that the scripture is about him. Listen carefully to John 5, 38 through 40. You don't have his word residing in you because you don't believe the one he sent. You pour over the scriptures because you think you have eternal life in them, 
and yet they testify about me. But you are not willing to come to me so that you may have life. Now, what was Jesus teaching them that day? And what does it matter to us today? Well, here it is. You cannot have the power of God's word in your life if you don't have the truth of God's son in your heart. You can't have one without the other. Both are essential. Reading the Bible does virtually no good if you don't surrender your life to the one that the Bible is pointing us to embrace as the Lord, and his name is Jesus. So here is today's lesson. Is the Bible a great book? Yes, it is. But it is more than just a good book. The Bible is the living word and the living truth that tells us of God's plan to save. And was Jesus a good man? Sure, he was. But he was so much more than a good man or a good teacher. Jesus is the Son of God, the Savior of the world, the only righteous one that could fully obey and perfectly live up to everything taught in the Bible. The gospel is this great story that if we believe this word and we surrender to Jesus, he gives us the same credit that he has. By grace, Jesus treats us as if we perfectly obeyed too. Wow, what a great and glorious story. Do you know Jesus today? Are you reading your Bible today? When you read it, look for Jesus. He's the one that the Bible is calling us to worship and love. Dear God, thank you for the Bible, and thank you for the hero of the Bible, your son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Today, we want to know him and worship him and honor him and love him more. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I pray that you are blessed by our lifeline for today. Did you catch that the written word and living word are the same? If not, read uh, your Bible in the book of John, first chapter, verses 1 through 17. Pastor Jeremy has a daily reset podcast where he shares God's word for living life according to the Holy Scriptures. You can find Reset Podcast on the on the First Baptist Church website at fbcw.org or wherever you listen to your podcast. Let's jump into our key fantasy football injuries for this week. First up, we have Miles Sanders, running back for the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, hurt his knee. Uh, word, first word out is that he may not miss much time. It may only be uh, maybe only that uh, this week where they pulled him out of the game. May not even miss week seven. But I would monitor that uh, if he's going to miss. Uh, you have Boston Scott, who would be a good pickup. Uh, if you're in need of a running back. Uh, next for the Philadelphia Eagles, we have Zach Ertz, who hurt his ankle. Ertz is not as fortunate. They're saying he could be out two to four weeks. Uh, so, uh, and more towards the four week, it looks like he hurt his ankle. Um, not looking good for him. Dallas Goddard's already out. The only good thing is that uh, uh, Wentz still had a pretty good game. Wentz, friend of the podcast. Uh, and part of our God squad uh, had a good game in spite of that. And uh, he's getting some uh, receivers back. We'll talk about it a little bit later, but he's getting a lot of his receivers back. Next up, we have uh, Mark Ingram left with an ankle injury. 
looks like he is going to be week to week. Uh, not sure. He's right now listed as questionable for, for uh, week seven, but I don't believe that he'll be uh, playing this week from what early indications are. Uh, next, we have Devontae Parker, wide receiver, Miami, uh, hurt his groin. Uh, they're saying he's questionable for week seven, uh, that he'll be a game time decision most likely. Uh, monitor that situation. Uh, Joe Mixon, uh, uh, the uh, running back for the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, hurt his ankle. He was in and out of the game. Um, not sure how bad it is. Giovanni Bernard has always stepped in admirably when uh, uh, Mixon has been out. So uh, if Mixon's going to be out this week, you may want to pick him up if you're desperate at running back. Uh, Gio has uh, played pretty well uh, in, in Mixon's place, as I said. Uh, next up, we have um, uh, Raheem Mostert, running back for the 49ers ankle. Uh, again, uh, listed as questionable. He left the game somewhere around the third quarter or so. They may be getting Tevin Coleman back this week, who is a coach's favorite. But surprisingly, Jamichael Hasty got the uh, most carries uh, after Raheem Mostert left the game. Uh, McKinnon got some. But uh, Hasty got uh, uh, a good portion of them. Next, we have Jonu Smith, tight end for the Tennessee Titans. Uh, went out with an ankle in the third quarter. Uh, not sure how serious that is. Again, uh, monitor that. Uh, Smith's been really picking up and play, been playing well. I know he's probably starting for a, a lot of folks. So uh, you want to definitely monitor that situation. Uh, Baker Mayfield, quarterback of the Cleveland Browns. I went out with an aggravated rib injury, um, so uh, he may not be playing this week. I'm not sure. You're probably not using him in a in a one-quarterback, 10-team league, but if you are, sorry. These next couple of players I'm just going to mention uh, just because they are uh, keys to what their team does. Taylor Lewan, tackle for the Titans, uh, has got an ACL. He'll be out the rest of the year. Uh, I'm sure I wouldn't downgrade Henry at all, but uh, that's not going to help uh, the Tennessee Titans case Henry or um, Tannehill. But um, I hate to see that. Uh, next up, we have Devin Bush, uh, linebacker from my Pittsburgh Steelers, tore his ACL, will be out for the uh, rest of the year. Uh, that defense still has a strong front seven. Um, he calls their signals though, on defense and uh, – he does a lot of their uh, coverage and uh, on, on uh, pass coverage, so uh, that's going to be a, a loss, and uh, the Steelers' defense is going to take a, a hit for sure. Uh, moving on now to injury updates. Uh, we have Christian McCaffrey running back for the uh, Carolina Panthers. Expected back somewhere between Week 7 and Week 9. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think Week 7 will happen. And if Week 7 don't happen, I don't think uh, most likely Week Eight is not going to happen because um, it's a Thursday night. Week seven will be a Sunday. Then there's a Thursday night game. I don't think he, he doesn't play seven. He's not going to play eight. My guess is he'll be back in week nine, but that's just my guess. So uh, keep an eye on that. But uh, I think it makes the most sense to bring him back in week nine. Uh, Mike Davis has been doing pretty decent in his stead. Not as good this week as he has been, but uh, he's still a guy you can put in as a, a number two back for sure. Uh, Delvin Cook, running back for the Vikings, uh, was out this week with a groin injury. Not sure how uh, serious it was. He's listed as questionable. His coach is saying he's week to week. 
Um, there was a chance they thought he might play uh, last week. He did not. Uh, so monitor that situation. Alexander Madison laid an egg uh, while um, he had his opportunity this week. So um, they, they would probably like to get him back if they can. Hopefully that was just a, an outlier for Madison. But, boy, it was uh, he did not uh, look very good at all. Um, next up, we have uh, Melvin Gordon, running back for the uh, Denver Broncos, was out with uh, strep throat this week. Uh, but he also has a suspension looming when no one knows when that's going to happen. I would imagine it's going to happen soon. So uh, I'd say the Broncos are going to be without him for a while. So Philip Lindsay would be a good pickup. We'll talk about him later. I think he's available in a good portion of leagues. He may be available on your waiver wires. We'll look into that a little bit later in the NCRPs. Uh, next up, we have uh, Noah Fant, tight end of the Denver Broncos, went out with an ankle um, and uh, he's questionable for week seven. Or actually, I don't believe he played. He had an ankle and, uh, yeah, he did not play. And he's questionable for week seven. Uh, I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure he's going to be back. Uh, keep monitoring that situation. Next up, we have Le'Veon Bell, running back of the Chiefs, uh, that uh, didn't get to play this week because of COVID protocol. He has to have so many negative tests in a row before he's allowed to come on on the, the site of his new team, the Chiefs. Um, he will be eligible for week seven. So, uh, he may be somebody that, uh, I don't think he's available in waivers any longer. Uh, he may be, we'll check into that in a little bit, but, um, he may be someone that if you've been holding on to him, that you might finally get to play and might do something. I wouldn't expect too much at first, but, uh, who knows? Uh, Sammy Watkins, wide receiver of the Chiefs, um, has been dealing with a hamstring, missed this week's games. Uh, I don't believe he's going to play again uh, in week seven. Uh, so that's McCool Hardman and will still be uh, uh, have an uptick in, in targets, I would think. The game's going on right now. I haven't got to watch too much of it. Um, Austin Eckler, running back of the Chargers, still dealing with a hamstring. Possible uh, week eight return. Uh, again, I don't think that's going to be um, uh, feasible either. I think he looks more like probably – a, a a week nine or uh, a later uh, that was a, he had a pretty severe hamstring. Uh, next up, we have Keenan Allen, wide receiver of the Chargers, was out with a back, um, and uh, he is questionable for uh, week seven. Uh, monitor that situation. Um, if if he's not in, Mike Williams will have uh, definitely will have a little bit more uptick in in value. Uh, Michael Thomas, wide receiver of the Saints, has been dealing with ankle for a few weeks. Uh, he's questionable for week seven. Uh, there's a possibility he's been wanting to play. So there's a possibility he could play this week. So definitely watch that situation. If he comes back, Traquan Smith will be about worthless, um, as really he was last week. Uh, Darius Slay, uh, Darius Slayton, wide receiver of the Giants, hurt his foot. Um, and uh, he's questionable for week seven. He was in and out of the lineup in week six, went in, come back out, went in, come back out. So uh, not sure how serious that is. Hopefully he didn't do more damage to it by keep going back in, but monitor that situation. But uh, good news for the Giants is that wide receiver Sterling Shepard, uh, toe is uh, been out for several weeks, is questionable for week seven as a possibility to, po- to come back in week seven. Not sure how good he'll do when he first gets back. Might have to get acclimated and back in game shape. His game is in week seven this week, so 
Uh, keep an eye on that. I'm not sure what's going to happen with him. But he's someone, if you're desperate, if you're trying to correct or trying to rebuild your team, this is someone you might want to cut some of that dead weight that you've been being loyal to that hasn't been scoring anything, and you might want to pick him up and stash him uh, for the next uh, for uh, for in a week or two when uh, he gets acclimated again. Uh, next up, we have uh, uh, Denzel Mims, wide receiver of the Jets, uh, has been dealing with a hamstring, hasn't played. Uh, he's he's questionable for week seven. Could they desperately need help at receiver, and uh, my guess is when he gets back in and gets back in game shape, they're going to see what they have in him, and uh, they're going to give him some balls. Is a guy that you might want to take a shot at again if you're correcting or if you're correcting or desperately rebuilding your team. Sam Darnold, quarterback of the New York Jets, uh, is able to, to uh, be back this week. He's listed as questionable. Not sure if he'll play. Uh, Flacco played terribly, and they need him to come back, but. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, It looks like they're uh, vying for the number one position in the 2021 NFL Draft. And they'll be taking Trevor Lawrence, the quarterback, out of Clemson. Eagles 1A tight end, uh, Dallas Goddard, um, who's been out with a a foot injury, uh, is is expected back in week eight. Um, That's as early as possible as, as he could come back. I'm not sure when he'll come back, if he'll come back in eight or if they're going to wait a little bit. Uh, but he's someone, again, that to grab if, if you don't have him, if he's out there because a lot of people cut him. We'll look in our in, in our percent owned in a little bit here in our MCRP to see if uh, if he how many how available he is. But he's someone who can help you out at tight end in a year that tight ends aren't so great. Jalen Rigger, a wide receiver for the Eagles who's been out with a thumb injury, is uh, questionable for Week 7. And also uh, keep an eye on him and see uh, how he'll do. They definitely need, uh, Carson needs a number one receiver to step up. Uh, Along those lines, Eagles, Ashlon Jeffrey, wide receiver. Foot injury is also questionable for week seven. On those same uh, Philadelphia Eagles, wide receiver Deshaun Jackson is also listed as questionable for week seven with a hamstring. So uh, it looks like that... uh, that Wentz is going to have some of his weapons back. Uh, his schedule's getting easier. He's a guy that I like uh, in the second half of the season. I think he could surprise. Keep an eye on him. I think I'm going to grab him. I grabbed him last week, and I uh, had to cut him because I was afraid of his matchup. Meanwhile, he outscored uh, the guy that I kept by uh, a good 15 points. But anyhow, um, not lamenting uh, the past, moving moving on, looking forward. Um I think that uh, Wentz and the Eagles may have a better second half of the season. Uh, next up, we have Deontay Johnson, who's been out. First, he had a concussion. Uh, then he hurt his back. He's wide receiver for the Steelers. Is questionable for Week 7. Uh, keep an eye on that. I don't think they really have settled on a number 1 receiver this year in Pittsburgh. Uh, it's supposed to be um, my, my boy um, Juju Smith-Schuster, but... Uh, he hasn't been the number one as uh, Ben has made him in the past. And um, Deontay Johnson was actually getting more targets before he went down. And then after uh, after that, after he, after Johnson went down, Claypool came in and became a, a instant hit. So uh, we're not sure. It looks like they have a 1A, 1B, 1C in Pittsburgh. But Johnson's going to be back. Uh, he's someone who could help you if you have help if you need help at wide receiver. Tevin Coleman, running back for the San Francisco 49ers, is also listed as questionable for Week 7. He's been out with a knee for a while. 
But uh, Tevin Coleman is a coach's favorite, and he might be someone uh, who knows if, uh, what Mostert's injury is like. Uh, monitor that injury. If it's bad, most, uh, Coleman might be someone you can get on the cheap and might actually help you. That's it for injuries to close out week six, uh, moving into week seven. We already talked a little bit about what we are doing to maintain, correct, and rebuild our teams. So let's get right into some waiver and free agent possibilities. But well, let's start at quarterback. First up, we have uh, Ryan Tannehill. He's only 68% owned. I don't know if you've been watching him. He's been balling out. He's been playing really good football. Um, not sure why he's so uh, low owned, but I'd go grab him if you if you can. Uh, he's a guy you could plug in every week and uh, just go ahead and start him. Uh, next we have, and he might be the last guy on his list that you feel real comfortable with this. Uh, next you have uh, Joe Burrow. Um, I'm not real thrilled about uh, Burrow. I mean, he's he's playing well. He's going to be good. He's looks like he has got uh, some tools to be a good quarterback of the future, but he's not really a quarterback uh, right now, I think, that's going to help you to win. Uh, Carson Wentz is the guy I've been talking about. Burrow 65% on. Carson Wentz is 60% owned. Uh, he's been cut a lot. Uh, he's had a di- dismal first half of the season, had no receivers, um, banged up. Uh, the whole team's just been banged up. Uh, but, uh, he played some good ball this last week and he's got his receivers are going to get healthy and, and, uh, they're coming back soon. So, uh, I think that he's getting ready to turn it around really soon. So I'd grab him now or grab him later. He might be the other guy that might be able to be a starter for you going into the second half of the season. Uh, Justin Herbert, a quarterback of the, um, Los Angeles Chargers, he is 55% owned. He, again, that boy is a rookie. He's, he's playing some good ball right now. Um, he's, you know, as a rookie, you know, he, he's going to have some ups and downs, but he's had more ups than downs. He's definitely a great streamer. Uh, he's a guy you want to take a look at. Gardner Minshew, 52% owned. I take this back. He's another guy that's a starter. He had another rough week. He's been a little up and down, but he's been more up than down this year and in good matchups. And when he has healthy receivers, you know, right now his shark is banged up. And, and, uh, uh, so I, I think, uh, moving forward, uh, you know, if, if shark's healthy, uh, he's a guy that you can plug in there and uh, feel pretty good about in a 10 team league as a starter. So, uh, keep an eye on him. He's only 52% owned. Um, who else we got? Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, he pulled out a win for me this week. I picked him up as a streamer. I was afraid to play Matt Ryan. Uh, I would have run one with Ryan. Actually got more points, but I was afraid. And I'm sure I'm not the only one that was afraid to start Ryan last week. But it uh, looks like the coaching change helped Matt Ryan out quite a bit. Um, next up, we have uh, Teddy Bridgewater is uh, 45% owned. Um, he is okay. Uh, you know, he's a good streamer, a guy you can stream in a good matchup. So, um, you know, I wouldn't rush out and grab him, but for a stream, if you need him, uh, he's all right. Uh, I just said Andy Dalton is one of those guys that's a starter. He's only 33% owned. Uh, tonight he showed why. I know he'll get better once he gets some more time, uh, with the starters and, and gets a little more acclimated to actual game action. But, uh, he looks dismal in this game tonight and, um, uh, boy, I, I felt sorry for anyone who picked him up and thought that they were going to get something close to what Dak Prescott would give you. Daniel Jones, quarterback, New York Giants, he is 31% owned. I think that uh, he's going to have a good second half of the season. He's starting to get receivers healthy also. 
uh, Borkley being out does hurt him for that dump off, but I think he's going to play a lot better. He'll be a good streamer coming the second half of the season. Jimmy Garoppolo played a good game. He's starting to get healthy again. Uh, he's a guy again you can stream, uh, even start low end starter if you had to, if you really stuck and need to start a, start somebody rest of the season. Uh, he plays some pretty good ball. He's got some good weapons, running backs and wide receivers. Derek Carr, this surprises me. He's only 23% owned, and uh, he's been playing. He's been really playing good ball. Uh, let me see what he where he ranks at. Derek Carr is actually ranked seventh in total points so far for the season. He is only 23% owned. If he's out there, grab him. If you have some of these quarterbacks that have been struggling, he's someone who so far this season you can start in a 10-team league. We did have a Phillip Rivers uh, sighting. Uh, Phillip Rivers, quarterback, Indianapolis Colts. He's 18% owned. He's not someone I'd rush to get uh, as a starter, but um, he's someone you can definitely plug in in a good matchup as a streamer as needed. I mentioned our friend of the podcast, Nick Foles, uh, one of our God Squad members. Uh, he is 10% owned, and he's been playing pretty well lately. Um, I don't even know if I stream him, but I like him, and I think uh, his best ball for this season is still ahead of him. And guess what? We had a tanking for Tua sighting. Tua, uh, I'm not even going to pronounce his last name, but Tua, he uh, is 6% owned. And uh, Fitzpatrick's been playing some really good ball. But Tua's going to get his chance eventually this season. Once they think he's healthy enough, he's going to get in there. He can help you with his legs. He can help you with his arm. Uh, he's someone that, that who knows, could uh, be one of those desperation plays that uh, saves your season. So keep your ear. It's not someone I'd rush out and pick up, but keep your ear open for him to, for that team to say, yeah, yeah, it's about time we move on and start looking to the future. And we just put Tua in there and start seeing what we have. So if that happens, you might want to take a shot at him if you're desperate or you're trying to correct your team. We'll start at uh, 75% owned for wide receivers. That means they're available in a quarter of leagues still out there. Uh, first up, we have John Brown, wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills. He is 75% owned. Um, he doesn't quite look healthy yet, but uh, Josh Allen can really wing it, and uh, Bron can fly. So uh, he's someone that uh, may help you out. I picked him up in a couple leagues last week. So uh, he's someone that might help you out. Jerry Judy, wide receiver for the Denver Broncos, is 75% owned. Um, again, they have Tim Patrick there and really nothing else. So uh, with Cortland Sutton out, so... Uh, uh, he he could have a good second half of the season. Um, as long as he doesn't hit that rookie wall, uh, he'll be okay. Debo Samuels looks like he's getting game ready. Uh, he is uh, he is only uh, 74% owned, someone you might be able to grab. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, wide receiver for uh, New Orleans Saints. Looks like he's finally starting to build some chemistry with uh, Breeze, and Breeze doesn't quite have the army used to have to, to wing it down there, and Sanders just knows how to get open. So in PPR, he'd be someone who might be able to help you out. We almost had a Marvin Jones Jr. sighting in the end zone, but uh, uh, penalty, so they had to bring it back. Uh, he's been dismal. Uh, don't bother with him. Uh, he is uh, 63% owned, and that's way too much. But Brandon Cooks, wide receiver of the Houston Texans, he is 63% owned. I still think he can play ball, and I think his best ball is still yet to come in the second half of the season. He's a guy that you can roll the dice on if you're trying to correct or you're desperate and trying to rebuild. Uh, Somebody you take a shot on for a few weeks. Um, he, has the, he has the credentials. He has the quarterback that could get it to him. 
I would give him a shot uh, if you're really trying to correct or if you need someone to fill in a wide receiver three spot or, or possible a, a, a two spot. A.J. Green, wide receiver, Cincinnati Bengals, came back from the dead this week, but they threw the ball a whole lot. Uh, he is 54% owned, believe it or not. Um, didn't have a touchdown, had 96 yards, had about eight catches. But I don't think this is going to continue. I think Higgins is the guy there. He has a chemistry with his quarterback, uh, Burrow, there, and uh, I think that's going to continue. I think this was an outlier for Green. Let him lie. Um, let Green lie in the green. Um, T. Higgins is only 52% on it. That's the guy you want to grab for Cincinnati. Grab him. I think he's going to do really well, even better in the second half of the season. As Burrow gets better, he's only going to be better himself. So uh, grab Higgins if he's still available in your league. Chase Claypool is 54%, or no, 49% owned. Uh, I think that he, he's definitely a, a high-end three, uh, a low number two, and some weeks could be a number one receiver, as we found out uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, it looks like I said before, Steelers have a 1A, 1B, 1C receiver. So you never know who it's going to be what week. But uh, Claypool could help you as a number three, low end two if you need him. Henry Ruggs, wide receiver of the uh, Las Vegas Raiders, is only 47% owned just coming off a bye. I think he's going to have a good second half of the season. Uh, Mike Williams. Wide receiver, Los Angeles Chargers, is only 46% owned just coming off a bye. Uh, that's why those guys' percentages went down. Um, two guys that can that can help you out. Uh, LaVisca Chenault is 46% owned. Uh, Shark's been continuing to, to struggle with some injuries. Um, so Chenault is going to get a little better. Chenault can help you as a number, low-end number two, uh, number three, or flex uh, possibly in, in weeks that, that Shark's uh, struggling. Um, Christian Kirk, 40, 40% owned. Um, I don't know. I thought he, I thought he'd pick things up. Uh, it looks like he had a good game in, in, uh, week five, but week six didn't do so great. So, um, I, I don't know. Um, who else do we have here? Uh, Travis Fulgham. I'm finally starting to be a believer. He's 31% owned. Uh, he is a guy in Philadelphia. I don't know. I guess they're going to start getting healthy at receiver, but he looks pretty good. Uh, I don't think he's just going to take a back seat the rest of the season. I think at least he'll be uh, a, a wide receiver three uh, or a flex low, uh, low end flex for you. Uh, he's someone I'd look at. Uh, I'm finally becoming a believer and might grab him myself in a league or two. Here's a guy we talked about a little earlier, Sterling Shepard, wide receiver, New York Giants. He is only 29% owned. He's still on IR. Uh, but he is uh, due to come off this week. Uh, I don't know if he'll be playing this week, but he'll be playing soon. He's someone you can stash, and I think they're going to have a better second half of the season. He's their number one receiver. Uh, so if they're going to have a better second half, and I, I think Danny Dimes is going to have a better second half, that means that uh, Shepard's going to have a good second half. So um, he might someone might be someone you want to grab and stash. Nikhil Harry, wide receiver, New England Patriots. He's 29% known. I'm starting to lose faith in him. I had him just about everywhere. I thought last year uh, was just uh, an outlier for him, and, and he's a much better ball player. Um, I don't know. He doesn't seem to be getting it much better than he did last year. Uh, I, I think I'm dropping him in most of the leagues I'm in. I probably He'll start probably doing good, so keep an eye on him. Here's a real surprise for you. Tim Patrick, wide receiver, Denver. He is only 18% owned. I don't know what else has he got to do. He's been the number one receiver for them the last three weeks. 
Uh, he has been playing really well. He's been scoring great in fantasy. Uh, grab him if he's out there. He obviously is uh, in an over 80% of the league. So uh, get him if you can get him. I, I, I think he – and Drew Luck's back now. He's getting healthy. Uh, so, um, yeah, I like Tim Patrick. He, he, is a, he is someone you want to grab. Elshon Jeffrey, we already talked about wide receiver Philadelphia Eagles. He is only 15% owned. He is due to come off of uh, IR also. So, um, yeah, he could be playing soon. Um, I, I don't know if he's still the number one receiver like he used to be. If he is, he'd be very useful. Um, he's kind of a wait-and-see guy for me. I missed uh, Preston Williams, wide receiver of the Miami Dolphins. He is 25% owned. Uh, as long as Fitzpatrick's out there slinging the ball around, he's viable in PPR. Uh, I guess he's viable also in standard because he seems to be getting touchdowns. So um, yeah, he's not he's not a bad pickup. As usual, there's a ton of receivers out here that I think can help your team. Uh, you have to look through that, look at their schedules, uh, see who you'd like. But uh, as you see, there's plenty of receivers out here. So if you're having receiver problems, it's because you haven't been looking. Uh, there's receivers out there that can help you. At uh, running back, it's slim pickings out there right now on the waiver wires and free agents. Uh, we have uh, DeAndre Swift, 75% on, which means he's still available in a quarter of the leagues. If you saw the game this week, he's playing good. Uh, Adrian Peterson's gumming things up there, but Swift is definitely a, a more talented player. Uh, he's getting catches and plus he's getting uh, carries at the goal line. And uh, I, I like Swift. If I could get Swift, I'd grab him. If he's available in my league, he'd be my priority at uh, at running back if I uh, could get out and get somebody. Uh, Leonard Fournette, uh, he is 74% owned. Uh, he's injured. Um, yeah, I, I'm not sure. Uh, Jones has been playing really well. Um uh, who else we have out there? James White. Uh, I'm not sure what's going on with New England. Uh, Cam just doesn't seem to be the greatest fit for what they used to do. And uh, James White um, was kind of part of the old Patriots way of thinking. And it looks like that he's kind of an afterthought now. I'm not sure what kind of value I have. In PPR, he's always a value if Cam decides to throw the ball instead of run with it. So I I, I don't know. Uh Jarrett McKinnon is only 72% owned. Uh, Coleman's coming back. Uh, you got, you know, three-headed monster really right now, two-headed because Raheem's hurt, but Raheem's not that bad. He'll be back soon. So I, I don't know. Uh, McKinnon I'd probably stay away from unless I was desperate. Uh, next you have Chase Edmonds, 71% owned. Uh, he's running back for Arizona Cardinals. Um, <clears throat> not sure what he's doing tonight. Uh, Cardinals are really whipping up on uh, Dallas here, but uh, uh, it's 28-3 right now. But uh, um, I've, I've got to watch very much of it as I was doing the podcast. But uh, I like Chase Edmonds. I think he's better than Kenyon Drake. Uh, I think if they'd give him a chance, he'd take that job and, and run with it, literally and figuratively. And uh, he would uh, take over the starting job there. But um, I'd like to have Chase just as uh, as as uh, a flyer because I think he's going to take that starting job over eventually. Surprisingly, Philip Lindsay's only 60, 68% owned. Uh, he, um, even with a healthy Melvin Gordon, I think that uh, Philip Lindsay's going to get some carries uh, and some catch some passes. Uh, great in PPR, not so much in standard, but uh, he's someone that should be owned, 68% owned. Uh, I, I would 
get him a no he came off an injury that's probably why he's only 68 percent owned Latavius Murray running back New Orleans Saints and Alexander Madison running back Minnesota they're both uh, 67 and 66 percent owned uh they were lower than that last week looks like people are starting to uh uh kind of secure their rosters moving forward if they're uh if they got good records um I think they're only Murray's Murray could be useful to you as a fourth running back on your roster. Uh, could be a number three if you needed him. Could be a number two, high end number two if uh, something would happen to uh, Kamara. But um, Alexander, he disappointed me this week. I had nothing. I don't even want to talk about him. Damian Harris, running back New England, is only 60, 60% owned. Um, that backfield New England, as, as it always has been, it's even worse now with Cam who runs. Um, yeah, I I don't want to have anything to do with him, but um, I, if you're desperate, I guess he'd be someone you could consider. Cam Akers, running back, Los Angeles Rams. I was excited about him coming back. I thought I got a steal when I saw him sitting out there on my wave on my uh, waivers a while back, and uh, he didn't even get a carry last week uh, or this week. I can't figure that one out for the life of me. J.K. Dobbins, running back, Baltimore Ravens, is 64% owned. He's someone you might want to consider. Mark Ingram. Uh, hurt his ankle. I don't know how bad it is, but uh, they're going to probably at least give him a shot. Uh, if you're desperate, you're trying to correct, you're trying to rebuild, you got to take these shots, uh, whether they're good, bad, or indifferent. It's better than just doing the same thing and losing. I can't believe I'm saying this. Adrian Peterson running back Detroit Lions. He is 62% owned. He could actually help you if you're desperate. Um, you know, he until they figure out that they need to really be Giving Swift the ball more, uh, Peterson's going to be a pain in the side, and he's going to get some touchdowns and going to get a couple catches. So you can do worse in a bye week fill-in if you need a running back. I'm just going to mention this name because it amazes me. Frank Gore, 31% owned running back of the New York Jets. Uh, he's still beating off all the young guys, LaMichael uh, Le- uh, P. Ryan and uh, the other fellows that are behind him, and, and uh, he continues to be the starter there at – Gosh, I don't know how old he is, 38. I don't know. He's he's old to be a running back. But um, uh, so I, I wouldn't grab him. I just wanted to say his name because it amazes me that he's still out there and he's still beating these younger guys for a starting job. Boston Scott, running back for the Philadelphia Eagles, is only 14% owned. With Miles Sanders going down this week, I'm sure that he's going to be higher owned than that. Don't know how bad Miles' injury is, uh, but uh, monitor that. But Find out if it's bad. Uh, you might want to pick Scott up. Scott played good uh, when Sanders was out before, so uh, he might be a hot waiver wire pickup this week. Giovanni Bernard, running back, Cincinnati Bengals, is six percent owned. Uh, if Mixon is out this week, he'd be someone to grab. He always plays good in his place. I'm not going to repeat everything I've already said about him, but he'd be someone to grab if Mixon's going to be out this week. If you need a running back for a week or two, he might be a guy that can help you out. He will be a hot waiver wire pickup if Mixon is considered out for week seven. I'm not going to go much deeper running back. Uh, Let's move on now to tight end. Uh, Jared Cook, tight end New Orleans Saints, coming off a bye is only 74% owned. He's someone who might be available out there. He'd be a starter for you if you could pick him up. Uh, Noah Fan, who's been battling an ankle injury, is 71% owned. Uh, he's still questionable and probably won't play this week, but they're saying he may. I, I don't know. He's week to week. But uh, 
he uh, is someone who's played good ball. If you need to stash someone, he might be someone you can grab because uh, once he gets healthy, he won't be uh, this available again. Um, Austin Hooper has been playing good ball the last few weeks. Um, he is 60% owned. Uh, he could do worse at tight end if you need a buy, uh, a buy filler. Uh, and if they would start throwing the ball more, I don't know who's going to do it. Mayfield has been injured. Um, on the verge of getting benched, it seems like. So um, uh, I don't know, but uh, Austin Hooper is a good ball player who could help you if you need if you need someone in a pinch and a buy. Hey, how about Rob Gronkowski? Uh, Gronky Kong is uh, is sixty percent owned. He led the Patriots in receiving this week. Not saying too much because they didn't have much in the way of of uh, air yardage, but um, he got a touchdown and and. Uh, looking a little bit better so uh he's nursing a shoulder injury his right shoulder and that's why his uh slam dunk uh um after the um touchdown his spike it wasn't as powerful used to be because he used his left arm because his right arm's been bothering him but he's looking much better and he's actually been useful he could be a streamer and if he gets healthy he could be a starter who knows in a 10-team league David Schultz, uh, tight end for Dallas Cowboys, has been disappointing. He's 60, 60% owned. He has uh, been a blocker. He's been another lineman. Uh, they've been having issues on the line, and he basically stays in a block. So uh, with with that gone and, and with the injuries, uh, he's a blocker. Some of these other guys you know, I'll just mention some ones you might have forgotten about. Dallas Goddard, uh, tight end Philadelphia Eagles. We already talked about him. He's due to come off uh, next week of uh, – Injury reserve, and uh, if he's ready to go, um, Ertz is going to be out three to six weeks, I think they said, or two to four, something like that. And uh, he could jump in there, and uh, if he's healthy, he can help you out in the second half of the season, in a season where tight ends are hard to come by that score points. Trey Burton, tight end, uh, in, um, uh, Indianapolis Colts, actually had a decent game. Uh, he is a good, he is a good uh, tight end. He's got athleticism. Um, he, uh, I don't know what they're going to do there at tight end, but if they, he ends up, uh, being the starter or the pass catching tight end, he could help you keep an eye on that. I don't know if I'd rush out to get him yet, but he's someone who could help you in a pinch if you need it and could be a starter if they end up making him the, uh, the go-to guy there. The last tight end I'll mention is Irv Smith Jr. He's actually making some appearances. Uh, I think that, uh, if they can get things straightened out there on that offense, uh, he may be someone that can come, uh, can have a good second half of the season. Just a little frustrating with Kyle Rudolph still there. If Rudolph wasn't there, I'd be excited about uh, Irv Smith Jr. Now that's the last tight end I have for this week. Uh, let's move on to kickers, and we're not going to go uh, for picking up kickers. Just to see if you know, who might be out there for you to stream if you might need them. Randy Bullock, kicker for the Cincinnati Bengals, is only 21% owned. And he is number three for the year in fantasy points. Mason Crosby is only 43% owned. He's number nine kicker for the year. You know, you never think of these guys, but Graham Gano, kicker for the New York Giants, he is number five for the year. He is 12% owned. So, uh, you know, these guys, of course, you ain't going to go out and get them and have a plug and play. But these guys that you look at and say, oh, boy, a, a given week, if they have a good matchup, why not uh, take a shot at them? Points are points. I'm not going to go much deeper with kickers, but just keep your eyes open and, and know that, uh, you know, for good matchups and, and good kickers, uh, you know, any points you can get is worth it. So uh, keep your eye open for streaming kickers. There's very few defenses that are worth keeping and starting every week. 
Uh, if you have one of them, good for you. But uh, there's a lot of streamers out there. Uh, just keep an eye open for the teams that like, love to give the ball away, love to uh, throw interceptions and, and have a lot of fumbles and, and just don't score much. Uh, so take a, you know, keep an eye on those, uh, keep an eye on those teams and, uh, stream some defenses. Help yourself out. How about Miami pitching a shutout this week? I, that would probably would have helped some folks out. And who'd have thought about that three weeks ago? I would love to do a, uh, a blessed or a fallen from grace segment, uh, in our podcast, but, um, I, I, I'm hoping maybe to put that on the, on the, um, website. I just, man, I just don't have, uh, enough time I a lot of things to do and and uh not enough time to get them all done but um love to do that you know blessed would be like a stock up players falling from grace would be stock down players um I'm just trying to figure out how I can find some time to to get some things on my website that way I don't have to add them all in the podcast all the time um so anyhow, uh, we have some new content on our website. I did add someone to our our God Squad. We have a new God Squad inductee, and um, like I said, I'd like to possibly put on uh, blessed and fallen some grace players, and maybe some consider uh, players for consider trading and trading for. Uh, we'll see. I don't have much. Uh, um, uh, I'm not sure that's going to happen. Just uh, just time wise, it just isn't enough time to do it, but. Uh, I've been having a good time. I hope you've been enjoying our podcast. Uh, follow me uh, and communicate with us on Twitter, Instagram, at Holy Handicapper. Uh, send us your questions and comments on whatever you want. Whatever you want to talk about, I'm willing to talk about with you. Find us uh, on Facebook at Faith Family Fantasy Football. Uh, for those who are... Um, involved or not involved in social media you can call me or leave a message at 770-744-4075 or text me at that same number my email address is holy handicapper at faith family fantasy football.com well that'll be a wrap for this uh, podcast it's been a blessing and privilege to spend this time with you keep loving our lord jesus christ keep loving your family keep playing fantasy football God bless you, and remember, one cross plus three nails equals forgiven.